True Connections is a journey within to discover that you are part of everything. Life can often feel disjointed, but you and I are actually connected to one another, to nature, to animals, and many other ways like your thoughts, intentions, dreams, even your imagination. It's my desire to bring spiritual insight to these true connections so that you can get into the flow of life, receive the things that you want without struggle, and enjoy a more constant level of happiness. I am Weston Jolly, your host. Faith versus Knowledge How did you end up here, at this exact moment, at this exact time? What is it that draws you to know something that's real that you can't see? What is it? Is it faith? It could be. And yet not everybody has faith. Not everyone believes. Maybe it's because they're unsure. The non-believer may require a little personal experience for even faith to be seen. They want proof. They want something that they can call real. Ultimately, nobody wants to be duped. Rightfully so, because there are many who ask you to have faith. And they say without faith you're lost. So there's the idea, the common notion that it's easier to follow somebody who believes or has faith because you don't have it or you don't have enough of it. Because of this, it can be easier to follow somebody who does. To be fair, this is also done with knowledge. Academically, we tend to follow those who are more intelligent, those who are wise and teach us something that we might know, so that wisdom could be applied and learned. If someone knows something that we don't, should we, with supposed inferior mind, body, or spirit, succumb to his or her viewpoint or perspective of knowledge? Is it faith that will take you there? For some it is. A preposition is presented. It is something that you believe, and in faith you follow the belief. If you think that I'm talking exclusively about religion or even spirituality, I'm not. But maybe what you seek is knowledge. True knowledge is the kind that isn't gained through regurgitation. It isn't earned. It isn't rewarded. It's given. It's given freely to anyone wanting it. Maybe the kind of knowledge that you seek isn't found via the scientific method in which a thesis is proposed, presented, and proven. What if knowledge wasn't gained by trying to prove today's latest theorems as wrong? This rational supports the idea that truth evolves. What if truth is? Today, I want to talk about faith and knowledge. My purpose is to open the door to true knowledge. It would be an impossible task to talk about knowledge in its complete depth in this short amount of time. That would be quite the down road, right? But it is feasible to show you the door, and that's exactly my desire, to show you the door to knowledge. As humans, we are constantly given the opportunity to grow and develop, and faith in one form or another seems to be a part of the process. Even in math, I'm asked to believe in certain concepts and theorems until I get to the point that I can discern the foundations of the teaching itself. Most of us don't. We just accept the basis of what the teacher is instructing. Until someone proves the current teaching wrong, we usually accept what is presented before us. Some knowing my story have commented that I must have had a lot of faith to make this transition. I once believed. I practiced faithfully. I searched and wanted something more, and then suddenly... It was given to me. To some degree, I pretended that I didn't ask for it, but I did. I always did. I asked for wisdom as far back as I can remember because I knew if I had it, 
it would be something that was truly precious. This was just my thought. Continuing, I will show you the door to knowledge, and I'm knowingly taking a risk because why should you believe me? Why should you have faith in me? To take into account these two very important questions, let me address them head on. I'm not asking you to believe in me. I'm not asking you to have faith in me. (laughs) And frankly, this has nothing to do with me beyond my sharing very important information that you might internally recognize within yourself. My gift to you is to show you the door, the door to true knowledge. To do so, we need to talk about faith a little. Faith is commonly defined as the substance of things not seen. There's been a great confusion about the word faith. Many think that faith is the most one can achieve in creating a connection, a divine connection. Let me be clear, you don't need to have faith to have a true connection. And you may ask, a connection to what? Keeping it simple, I'm speaking of a connection to true knowledge. If it helps, true knowledge is eternal. This means no matter how many theories are presented or proposed, the truth remains constant. From a faith-based perspective, it's most common to look outside your own self for answers. This is taught. Unfortunately, a lot of times it's taught with dependency. Sometimes there is an intent to keep you from asking questions or from gaining knowledge. This kind of faith-based thinking is designed to keep you small. I remember hearing a story where a parishioner asked his minister what he should do since the tires on his car were balding and he wanted to take a trip. This man was seeking spiritual help to determine if he should have faith to take the long trip on the worn tires. The minister answered the man, instructing him to purchase new ones before putting himself, his family, or even others in danger before going forward. The point of this example is when we, and not everybody has done it, disempower ourselves to think in terms of hope, not a constructive hope, but a win-the-lottery kind of hope. Let me illustrate this for you. How many times have you wondered if it's okay to quit a job, release yourself from a deteriorating relationship, to marry, to ask for a raise, to get a new house, or to purchase something for yourself? Or maybe it's you're asking to pass a test that you haven't properly studied for. In the faith-based system, if you can't see the outcome, you may need help from someone who does see the conclusion. In a healthy mentorship, this is great because any great teacher will not encourage dependency, but will teach you the new skill set beyond it being faith-based. In essence, you don't need to take my word for it. It is common in math to be asked to prove a theorem. In doing so, we are stepping into a state of accountability. If you prove the proposition, then you're not being asked to believe or take it on faith. This is accurate for knowledge, too. The challenge with true genius and true knowledge is trying to prove it to someone who doesn't understand. This can be because they don't want to understand, or because of a contradiction of their own belief, or because they don't yet possess the ability to comprehend the truth. All of these things are real issues. This becomes even more difficult if you are the one who holds the contradictory beliefs and your mind doesn't yet have the capacity for the greatness that is before you. These are true issues. Yet knowledge is still knowledge whether you comprehend it or not. The whole thing becomes quite complicated if you are the one who rejects the knowledge because of a pre-existing belief or that you don't understand. 
<laughs> True to my word, I promised you the door to knowledge, and that's what you're approaching. But even as we get close, you have to address your beliefs because they are so directly connected with any faith that you might have. I candidly stated in True Connections with Weston Jolly, What Do You Believe? Episode 3, that all of your beliefs are an illusion. Does this mean that any faith that you might have is an illusion too? Not necessarily. It just means that knowledge, true knowledge, is sometimes not seen, approved of, or even recognized with contrasting beliefs. Let me offer you perhaps a long overdue example. Let me introduce you to a mathematician best known by his surname, Ramanujan. Ramanujan was an Indian-born mathematician. He was almost entirely self-taught. His knowledge came from somewhere, but for the greater part, it wasn't through teachers and other common means. In fact, Ramanujan, a devout Hindu, credited his substantial mathematical knowledge was given to him by God. Let me summarize this. Ramanujan didn't have any beliefs that prevented him from gaining knowledge directly from the divine. This wasn't true for an Englishman by the name of G.H. Hardy. G.H. Hardy was also a mathematician, but his concept of learning came through a different means. Hardy didn't believe in God, and thus it was too hard for him to accept that Ramanujan received his knowledge from his very strong intuition and insights. Ramanujan's contributions in mathematics came from someplace, but logically, it didn't come from formal education. This story is true. I welcome you to verify the facts. And if you like movies, then you can watch an entertaining version of Ramanujan's life in the film, The Man Who Knew Infinity. There are two important things to remember. One, a belief can work in harmony with divine knowledge. And or two, it can be a barrier to it. Let me offer you something to think about. What if Ramanujan had the process right? What if you could hear a very short list of others who were also, quote, self-taught, or autodidacts, as they're called? You might recognize a few of the names. Charles Darwin, Ernest Hemingway, Leonardo da Vinci, the Wright brothers, Abraham Lincoln, David Bowie, Jimi Hendrix. What if the term autodidact is misleading. What if these people were learning from another source? How would this process of accessing divine knowledge apply to Buddha? It is said that he did have some religious teaching via a monk, but these answers were incomplete. Buddha tried self-denial, an interesting concept, one that I've also talked about in a previous podcast called Self-Denial, but the one who would be later recognized as the Buddha wasn't fulfilled by this method either. It is said that Buddha learned by meditating next to a Bodhi tree. Well, that's an interesting means of getting knowledge, don't you think? How could you possibly gain knowledge by meditating? It's an interesting question, but it appears this is how Ramanujan received his knowledge of mathematics. What if meditation could actually lead to self-knowledge? As I promised from the beginning of this podcast, my only purpose is to share with you a door of true knowledge. To a large extent, you've arrived. You may not like it, but here you are at a significant door to true knowledge. Meditation is such a door. A door as significant as it can be. One that warrants your full attention, 
even if you're not experienced in nuances of the process. The only way meditation becomes a problem for you is if you have a combative belief that opposes the process. To be honest, it's primarily a process where you don't do the talking. Further, you don't want to engage in any thinking either. For the Western mind, meditation is easy to understand, but it becomes a little more challenging and harder to adapt because it isn't as common as it is in the East. This doesn't change the fact that meditation is a door to true knowledge. I'm not saying this because of any affiliation to any type of spirituality or religion. I'm sharing it because meditation is a gateway. Simply, meditation is a door to true knowledge. While I only promise to take you to one door of true knowledge, I'm in fact going to give you two. This one is a little more challenging because it involves you doing something. Generally, in meditation, the goal is to become quiet enough that you can see or hear or know the truth. Automatic handwriting is a second door that requires you being present to write, but it can be a little bit more interactive. Is automatic handwriting really a door to knowledge? The simple answer is yes. There are more doors than these two, but for today, I want to stay focused here. Automatic handwriting can be a developed skill. While it can come easily, just as in meditation, it also may require a developed practice. Pardon me. I should not assume that everyone knows what automatic handwriting is. Automatic handwriting is when you are receiving information beyond yourself. I'll even clarify that. Beyond your physical self. This definitely includes your teaching and your beliefs. Automatic handwriting can literally take you out of this world. Automatic handwriting, when done properly and like meditation, can provide you with absolute truth. The only thing tricky about these two doors of knowledge is that you have to put outside your beliefs, your prejudice, your upbringing, the ways that you were taught, and of course the information and the way that you were taught. <laughs> that isn't too much, is it? Well, it can be. I will advocate that it doesn't have to be hard because it isn't. But I will honor that there may be times, maybe even more than a couple, that you have to navigate not using what you think you know. It's an old statement that it's pretty hard to teach somebody something new when they know it all. Automatic handwriting is a little different than meditation, but there are some striking similarities. When you're writing, the words can also act as a tangible mirror. In meditation, this happens without this tangible characteristic, which can be both an advantage and a disadvantage. When you write down what is being shared, you get to review the knowledge. The activity of writing can be very useful in feeling the information as it's received. When you listen to music, predominantly you're doing something else beyond the listening, with the exceptions of going to a concert or lying in bed with focused intention. Yoga is a way of moving the body, keeping it busy with focused breathing, which can also transmit information. Oh man, <laughs> I've done it again. Now I've given you three doors to knowledge. Yoga is an old practice of moving the body to certain positions to help it to receive information. If it helps you to get it, think of moving an antenna for an old TV set with rabbit ears. You move the long metal rods in certain ways to improve the reception of your TV. Maybe you could think of yoga this way. You move your body in certain ways to release and increase certain things. I could be more tangible, but I won't for reasons of simplicity, to receive more. 
As you move your body, certain things can happen. Let me tell you that they can. Quickly, I was giving a three-day retreat in Florida, and I asked one of our participants to lead the group with some yoga. We all walked down to the sand, and I was following the kundalini yoga instructor like everybody else, and something happened. I was in a specific yoga pose, of which now I don't remember the name, but I could feel energy and information coming forward. In that moment, I wasn't leading, and I'm truthfully glad for that, but there was a transference of knowledge, truth, love that took place. Most of my experiences seem to be whereby I've stumbled upon door after door of knowledge. In summary today, we've talked about faith versus knowledge, how faith can be interpreted as hope, and how in some circumstances people are taught to be dependent upon someone with faith. Let me be clear, having hope and having faith are beautiful attributes of our spiritual and physical development. That said, knowledge is truly a different category. Today, we've talked about three doors to opening yourself to true knowledge. First was meditation, formal meditation, where you quiet the mind with intention to access the wisdom of source. Second, I mentioned automatic handwriting being another door to knowledge. Automatic handwriting is an interactive process of you listening and capturing direct message from your higher self. Thirdly, yoga is a beautiful door, and like meditation, it has been around for thousands and thousands of years. Certainly, it's my hope that you'll formally play and knock on all three of these doors to knowledge. You may be surprised at the beauty, compassion, peace, and knowledge that you'll find. There's an adage that is appropriate to end on. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. The wisdom and the knowledge that you seek is right before you. For us to make true connections, we have to engage. I really want to hear your comments, so please leave a review at westonjolly.com forward slash review, or go to iTunes and give me your thoughts there. This helps our connection, and it's a tremendous help to others, too. Everything we do is designed to offer you a deeper spiritual connection within. You can also make a personal appointment with me, Weston Jolly, right now by going to westonjolly.com. Also, check out my current events, books, and other products. Also, my free newsletter. Thank you for joining me, Weston Jolly, for my podcast, True Connections.